It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Dealer No Deal Island host Joe Manganiello all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. Don't forget your booties, because it's cold out there today. It's cold out there every day. What is this, Miami Beach? No, it's day five of Groundhog Week, and we we have, uh, at least I have, risen and shone for an early morning. Yes, well, I am being shunned in many places, and uh, we're here for another day of Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day 5 of Groundhog Week. I'm trying to see, is are there any relevant lyrics of I Got You, Babe, to what we're doing? They say I mean, our love really, won't pay the rent. It's not really relevant to the movie either, other than it like repeats a lot, I guess. Yes, yes. Like they say the chorus a ton. Yes. Uh, when I'm sad, you're a clown. I don't like that part. No. That's spooky. There ain't no hill or mountain we can't climb. I don't think we're doing a lot of mountain climbing. Not this crew. I got you all. to talk with me. I mean, that's kind of relevant. Yeah, we're stretching. Sure, yeah. but that, that works. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And there is a man that we've got to understand. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know if we're going to hold hands, uh, but um, yeah, with because I don't care. With him, we can't go wrong. It's Eric Stein. Eric, how are you? Guys, it's good to be back. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. At the start of this week, you know how like when a WWE wrestler who's semi-retired, like a John Cena or The Rock, they show up, they yeah. kind of just throw out a couple of their catchphrases, they rile up the crowd, mm-hmm. everyone's happy to see them. That was sort of the vibe I was going for. You were right? like I Booker really was T coming looking- in the Rumble. You came yeah, in, did a spin Not looking for a heavy lift, right? But then something crazy happened we started producing excellent new material each day which was surprising because it was the same material every day yeah however i have reached the time in our journey that i do need to bust out one of my patented catchphrases of days gone by the oofometer (laughs) yes how far Now, Akiva, I don't know if you're familiar with the oofometer from sure. the summer of Stein days. Uh, it can go all the way up to five oofs, depending on the level of faux pas committed. And a uh, little inside baseball. We've yeah. been recording mm-hmm. these really during the prime hours of my day, mid-afternoon, all week long. Those are like the, the two, three hours of the day that I'm feeling pretty good. However, today we got an early start, which meant an even earlier start to watching the film. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, gentlemen, I have gotten up to 3.5 oofs on this experience. Wow. Okay. I have, immediate, I have fallen right off the cliff. We've been waiting for this day. I knew I would break first. I am sorry. This was one time too many. This was the viewing that broke the Steins back. <laughs> yeah. So it is. You guys woke up at 6 a.m. To, to watch this movie? Yeah, just like yes. the movie. Exactly. Wow. 6 a.m. 
Uh, yeah, up like a corpse, just like the movie. Perfectly still. Mm-hmm. Tried to smash yeah. my alarm clock. Well, my wife's alarm clock goes off every day at 6 a.m. to start getting my kids ready for school, which is uh, not that fun because a lot of times I work late from uh, like my many hours podcasting about things other than Groundhog's Day. Uh, so it is not fun to have an alarm go off every day at 6 a.m. Uh, but this time I had to actually uh, get up at 6 a.m. to start watching Groundhog Day. Wow. I mean, listen, nobody will, will you know, criticize your commitment or Eric's commitment for sure. Well, they better Guys not. Are, you know, to win what's, it. what's their problem? Why would they do that? There's Days three and four, I was loving the movie. I was, I was on the rise. That was, you mm-hmm. know, the way up the roller coaster. Mm-hmm. And now, whoop! Right back down the roller mm-hmm. coaster. I'm going. We've watched it two more times, and one of them is yeah. a freebie because we're watching it live. We're watching Sunday. it live. Honestly, my um, interaction with the film uh, this morning was, you know, I, I just was like too tired to like even multitask, so I was just sort of like, uh, you know, lo- locked into my chair, and uh, so I had a pretty decent viewing this morning. Oh, so you thought it was riveting? I was going to say, I just think it might not be a six a.m. type of film. You know, mm-hmm. maybe it's just meant to, meant to be ingested at two p.m. or two a.m. like I've been previously doing. Yeah, well, we're burned out today for some reason. The listeners really came through. We got we got tons of stuff from. Yeah, the listeners. no, I'm not burned. I'm not burnt out. I got a few more pages okay, of notes here to That's talk good. about. And and don't mistake my oofs for not wanting to be here. I'm thrilled to be talking with you, gentlemen, thrilled to be talking about the film. I just have no notes, no thoughts. That's fine. And now I and the movie is at a one for me, mm-hmm. but I'm thrilled still at a 10 about the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. OK, uh, Akiva, where do you want to start today? Um. Yeah, like I said, we got a lot of stuff from the listeners. Very happy with them. I, this lot, isn't like lots a, of questions uh, on everybody's chapped lips. That's right. I was just like the one thing I really thought during this movie is like so the, day three. Bill Murray snaps at night, right? Yeah, he, yeah. He, he's drunk. His friends are drunker. I remember. And he said, "Okay, like we're gonna, you know, at this point, like all bets are off. I'm gonna do crazy stuff." And as we've said, he starts driving. No down consequences. The, the, yeah, the train tracks. Why on earth does the police officer follow him down the train tracks? Like well, that's a good what? question. It's why why is he doing this? Like yeah. he's risking his life to like to was he gonna stop him on the tracks, give him a DUI? This is really Punxsutawney's finest. I guess. It I also, mean, maybe he's trying to stop a train crash, but I, I don't know. That's that to me hero. protect and serve has gone too far. <laughs> Pretty convenient also that the there happens to be like an outlet road for him to turn off of right at the last second when he veers off playing chicken with the train. Like, oh, how fortuitous that there just happened to be a dirt road right where you needed to go. Mm-hmm. Great job. You know. Yeah. It's only There's day a movie, three. Uh, fried green tomatoes. And in that movie. Not watching that every day, Akiva. Get it out no. of your mind. I saw it when I was a kid a couple of times. And in that movie, a guy gets his foot stuck in the train tracks, basically, in like a, one of the like rail, like the holes there are just big enough for like a, a shoe. And he can't get out. Oh, my God. And. I, I I don't remember if he dies or if he loses a leg. I'm blanking now. Oh, but I live right by the Long Island Railroad. So I was sort of like scared of that my whole childhood. Yeah. You know what? I was afraid of falling in that little crack in the elevator shaft. I was always been a very slight child. Mm-hmm. And similarly, you know how you can get your foot stuck in the train tracks. I always thought I was going to go right in between the, the uh, hallway and the elevator. Just fall right down. 
Oh, wow. I dropped stuff in there. I dropped. I oh, dropped. That's uh, scary. You see, was it my phone? I forget what it was. I know I accidentally. There were two times I had to beg Super Jesus, our landlord in um, our our superintendent in Manhattan, to uh, to to get stuff for me. Once I accidentally threw did, out. Did you say Super he, Jesus? His name was Jesus, and he was the super. And so he signed every piece of paper, like if you'd write notes, like "Hey, like Amazon packages, blah blah blah," are in here. He would sign it, Super Jesus. Wow, he's a super, and his name was Jesus. Mm-hmm. So Super Jesus, uh, yeah. Once I accidentally threw out eight paychecks, like uh, NBC would just like send me a check every week instead of like direct deposit, and I would never deposit them for for Sunday night football. So I I accidentally threw a bag with eight paychecks. Uh, down the chute and so he like went into the chute and found it mm-hmm. the other time oh it was my keys my house keys fell down that crack eric is talking about and he like it, we had a very old elevator in our building so he like stopped the elevator and went under it yeah uh to get it but like in theory if the if the stopping which had never really like i don't think he'd ever done it before if it didn't work and someone pressed down he would have been smushed wow so i was very nervous i sacrificing himself uh yeah. to save yeah he got a great we, we gave him a great i mean <laughs> truly living up to the name super jesus he was super yeah, jesus that's why the cop followed bill murray on the tracks he was pulling a super jesus one time one time he knocked and uh he like lived in like an empty he lived downstairs but he also like had a bunch of like empty apartments he used and one For time what? he knocked and he I don't know. So one time he knocked and he's like, hey, just, you know, we're going to have like a noisy party tonight. I know you have kids like I don't do it often. I'm like, All right, whatever. And he's like, well, I was like, what's the party? He's like, oh, I'm throwing a big birthday party for my ex-wife. Yeah, we just got divorced. I was like, OK. Wow. Um, I don't know. He was like, he was were you invited or just letting you know? Nah, yeah. No, no. He was just being polite. OK. I mean, I'm sure it could have come. He was a nice guy, but I didn't ask. <laughs> um. Can we go back to uh, the scene you're referencing in the film uh, where Bill Murray hangs out with uh, the uh, two guys at the bowling alley? Um, you know, I, I was paying particular attention uh, during that scene. Uh, so um, the, he asks the, the two guys, uh, one of the two guys, the drunkard, the two guys, uh, like, are you, are, are you, you want to throw up uh, here or do you want to throw up in the car? Uh, the mm-hmm. guy responds both, uh, yes. which is a funny line. A- mm-hmm. And so then he brings the car. They bring the car around and then uh, they decide Phil is going to drive. These three men sit three across in the front seat. Mm-hmm. It's a very 80s thing. Yeah. Um, nobody sits in the back seat. Um, yeah. Eric, uh, you know, this is this is uh, a, a relic of a time gone by. Very not safe. Come on, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, in fact, in early back in the day, didn't there sometimes have those sort of like station wagon seats in the front where you yeah, actually yeah, for sure. had the built in, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, it was that definitely is possible in the 80s, early 90s. I think that like is exceedingly dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they didn't have bucket type seats in the front. It was uh it, you know, it was like just one row. I yeah. think we should take uh they say that that's uh that's cool. I want that back. <laughs> Since yesterday, you made your personal platform advocating for the coolness of smoking. I will take on <laughs> the, the coolness of stuffing as many people without seatbelts yeah. in the front seat. Well, well, it's hard. Like I have a lot of kids. You know, our car fits. I think eight, but but uh, you know, we're seven. It's if you but if you have if you have like a regular sedan or whatever, it only fits five. This way you could fit six people. It is like a big difference. Is that a safety issue that they got rid of that? Or is that a comfort issue? Nobody wanted that. I think it's a big safety issue. Big safety issue to have that middle seat. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Front row, middle seat. Don't worry Air, about that. No guy. Airbags cool. there, first of all. I mean, you but you couldn't put one in there, or is it because a middle airbag? I don't know if you could windshield. Fit three uh, also, a kid like poking you while you're driving the whole time. Mm-hmm. Probably not great. Because I think the uh, advantage it, cool. of that seat was that you were in charge of like the radio uh, yeah, there. Yeah, big radio seat. Big radio seat. And so I don't know if like because of the, like the entertainment console. I mean, in some ways, that might be, a, you know, a good seat. You're right in front of that thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a seat that controls the podcast in your car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, okay. So uh, <laughs> that, that was the thing. You know what else I noticed at the beginning of the movie? What? We Clouds. haven't really given, yeah, we haven't really given this woman a lot of grief, but when he's still at the radio station in Pittsburgh, yeah, TV, yeah. and he's he's talking to the like head news anchor, hairdo, hairdo, yeah, hair, what he calls hairdo, yeah, you know, he says that to her, but she's like very condescending when she's like, "Have fun in Punxsutawney," like yeah. you're the loser who has to go there. I get she kind of sucks. That's this lady, yeah. Like I get why he probably hates his job because he is a weatherman and they, you know, the, the news anchors probably disrespect him. I yeah. feel like that's a, a, a poor read on the situation. I, I feel like she just hates him because he's a jerk. Right? Ah, fair <laughs> so she's just like, she's been working with him for more than just those five minutes that we are seeing. Right. So she probably just hates this guy and is that's glad fair. that he's going to go on a horrible trip. Mm-hmm. That's fair. I mean, if you see his sort of report that morning, he is mailing it in big time. So that is possible. You feel like he's mailing it in? I feel like he's bringing a lot of energy. He's like blowing the clouds. He's, he's saying he, he's saying it in a low energy way, but he is like doing crazy stuff. I'll give that to him. And mm-hmm. I, I asked on day one, I believe this is I have established this is a 5 a.m. and 10 a.m. gig where he does the 5 a.m. news and the 10 a.m. news. The 5 a.m. news. I, I was coming around to, I thought that you were um, you were correct when the, the first day when you said that this was a 5 p.m. and a 10 p.m. Uh, five. Nobody has a f- uh, 5 a.m. and 10 a.m. news. I, I think they do. I'm pretty sure it's the morning because, uh, yeah, he's saying he's going to be back there. I th- actually no, because they'd be coming back in the, he says, I'll be back for the 10. So that's to be the 10 a.m. Yeah. Because the other guy's like, I'll do the 10. Eric, yeah. does any place have a 10 a.m. news? No, the, the math is not math in here. <laughs> what, you had it right earlier in the week. Yeah. No, I'm it's almost five. You argued yeah, against this earlier this week. First of all, he's saying that he was going to be back for the 10 p.m. Yeah. If he's on the 5 p.m. news, they're not covering Punk's Tony Phil. This is a morning. This is a morning. It's thing. an EPK thing. They're not live. I know, but you want you want the news like you're breathlessly waiting. What happened? There's no internet yet. Like what happened with PP? And nobody's gonna know till 5 p.m. No way. I I actually think it could be a 10 a.m. and a 5 p.m. I mean, a completely different. No, camp. because it says you'll do the five. I'll be back for the ten. There's no 10 a.m. news. The 10 a, that, that's I mean, when all the game shows are on. There's also no such thing as Groundhog Day. Like, that's not the least realistic thing in the in the movie. The, you know. Something I, I actually caught. What do you mean there's no such thing as Groundhog Day? I shouldn't have ignored that. <laughs> Hold on. I got reprimanded for ignoring the roosters. I, I cannot ignore this. There is such a thing as Groundhog Day. It is a holday. You guys want to yell at me every year because you're movie? getting yelled at still. Yeah. For not yelling f- at me. There's no, no like two bit stations have like a, like five, 5 a.m. news. It's like uh, you ever watch like the news early in the morning? There's like two people there. There's not like all, like all these like uh, people working at a 5 a.m. newscast. If you have the news on at five, you need the cameraman and you need all the people to work. I think 
I think you think NBC four. It's like a skeleton crew. If you ever watch like a 5 a.m. newscast, NBC four, which is, I think, the largest uh, like local station in the country or, you know, whatever New York station. Mm hmm. You don't think they have a 5 a.m. news? I think so, they probably so the, I believe that what they have, and I used to wa- I used to watch this, and uh, I think mm-hmm. Matt Lauer even used to be on a pre-Today show, pre-canceled, uh, although I heard he's coming back, that they had like uh, Today in New York, uh, I think is on from like 5 to 7 mm-hmm. prior to, but this is not a 5 a.m. newscast that he is on here. And then he's going to be back for the 10 a.m. newscast after he's going to hit Punxsutawney and then drive back for <laughs> 10 a.m. Make it back to so. it's, He's on a very like they're not like, hey, we got to move. We got to get out of here. We got to be back for 10 a.m. So today in New York, they have a five to seven, which is essentially the local news. And then yeah. the today shows on at seven, seven to ten. Hold on, Jenna, it's on 7 to 11, I think, at this point. Now, hold on. What actually happens here, right? He's he they record the 5 p.m. 5 p.m. evening news. Yeah. And then he goes to leave. Right. And then he says, like, oh, if you need me to cover the five uh, like tomorrow, I can do that for you. And he says, no, I'll be back by the 10. Right. So that makes hmm. it 10 a.m. <laughs> and 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. If somebody has a, if somebody has anything to add for tomorrow, uh, then hmm. I, I, I also have noticed the script. That the actual... I do have the script here. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Let's cross reference. Um, all right. Uh, so Phil's coming up. Uh, so Holly, uh, good. Because uh, you're going to Punxsutawney to cover the Groundhog story tomorrow morning, and I want you back in time to do the five. Uh, Phil says, uh, "Give me a break, will you? I'll have the Groundhog covered last year before that." Um, but yeah, so that, uh, you know, he be back to cover Eric's right. It's the 10 AM and the 5 PM. Oh my God. Um, but I don't, Hmm. Let me see. I don't know if that's the exact words they say. Also, should we play, the script uh, we've already established yesterday. Yeah. Cannot, yeah, yeah, we, let's let's see. Should we play, play the it. clip? Okay. I think me, we, give, I think we gotta, all right, give me a second here. Let me bring, mm-hmm. bring it up on my Amazon prime. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Can I while we're while we're talking about that? Can I can we also uh, talk about that? I thought the movie cuts away before they go. They tease us with that. Um, when we come back, our entertainment editor Diane Kingman looks yeah. at sex and violence in the movies. You wanted to see that segment, yeah. Now you think that's an appropriate segment for five a.m. or is that more <laughs> of a five p.m. segment? <laughs> Either way, it's not great. It's the morning, or it's you know. I think it's five. School. It's five p.m. What's what are they going to say? You know, Eric, five a.m. That is a weird segment to look at. Like sex it's and not five a.m. Sex and violence oh in the movie. What do you think they're going to say, Eric? What were some of the sexiest and most violent films of the early nineties? Right. Well, mm-hmm. I, this, so this is one of the things that one of the reasons why uh, Groundhog Day does not have a lot of sex and violence is that there were a lot of people that were felt like in nineteen ninety two movies were getting to have too much sex and violence. That Groundhog well, Day, Groundhog Day is actually um, the the pendulum is swinging back the other way. Bad, I mean, bad news. Nineteen ninety three uh, featured uh, Basic Instinct. Okay. Uh, but that was, you know, uh, the, the, it was time for Hollywood to come back. So from- basically Groundhog Day is like a snob. It was looking down. That's why they wrote that line then. Right. It's a little like diss to the to the industry, not like our pious philosophical movie. Well, that that's why they, that's why they went consciously away from sex and violence in this movie, that uh, Groundhog Day was uh, like a PG comedy. That that's what Minus they were trying the to do. Yeah, that's you how they got, got one of those words, right? 
No, because also 2006 Premier uh, Premier.com or Premier Magazine ranked Groundhog Day as one of the 50 greatest comedies of all time. That was on my Amazon X-ray. Mm-hmm. Well, we do know that ranking is arbitrary and reductive, so I wouldn't take that too seriously. Um, Do we think that Groundhog Day would even come close to the top 50 comedies of all time on a modern list? It's still there? Listen, a comedy doesn't have to be funny. It's a quality film. (laughs) A comedy doesn't have to be funny? It's an interesting metric to evaluate comedies by. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a sci-fi movie. It's one of the 50 best sci-fi movies of all time. Okay. Uh, Maybe I'll give you that. Okay. Hold on. So, all right. Okay. I'm getting getting close here. Uh, right. it's hard I noticed to- that they do the broadcast uh, for live from Punxsutawney every day at se- the announcement made at 7:20 a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, I do not do my best work at 7:20 a.m. Uh, how about you guys? Because I to mean, me, how are we doing right now? Yeah, pretty pretty bad. <laughs> Actually, I feel pretty good. Uh, the but to shower. To have these interactions with the so there's a morning paper, shower, okay. Sl- slep yeah. in the sludge, show up and de- deliver that that killer line read yeah. at seven twenty a.m. on day one. I mean, he is a consummate professional. Yeah, so you gotta take that away from him. There's like a hundred people working in the newsroom uh, behind him. No way, this is five a.m. news. Okay, all right, here we go. What do you mean? You need just as many people, Thanks, no matter man. what the news. Hold is on, hold on. That was nice, Phil. <laughs> Big trees. Stop. <laughs> Look, can you handle the ten or not? Yeah, okay. yeah. L- listen, if for any reason you don't want to rush back, I, I can do the five tomorrow. Oh, come on, I want to stay an extra second in Punxsutawney, please. So I think he's talking about oh, that damn, you can right. do what? He's yeah, saying he, you can do the. Can you do the ten today? I'm not gonna be back in time for ten a.m. because it's seven twenty. No, ten p.m. Okay. Ten p.m. He's leaving. This is five p.m. It's five p.m. Well, you know. In all fairness, it could be either the 10 p.m. or the 10 a.m. Either way, no, he said the he's going to cover that one. No, he's the a, oh, yeah. Okay, so 10 a.m. So I would say. He says, stop, Ken, stop, it Kenny. Play it again. Play it look, again. Play it again. I, I'm, I'm reading the captions. Okay. Okay. Stop, Kenny. Look, can you handle the 10 or not? Look, can you handle the 10 or not? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's 10 p.m. tonight. Or or 10 a.m. tomorrow, either way, because either one happens before 5 no, p.m. tomorrow, which they're talking about. You cannot host the 10 p.m. and the 5 a.m. news. That's just not physically possible. There is no 5 a.m. news! There is no 5 a.m. <laughs> you guys are so off. All right, keep going. Listen, if for any reason you don't want to rush back, I, I can do the rush back 5 tomorrow. tomorrow. Come on, I- rush back! The groundhog is at, is at 7 o'clock in the morning, okay? Yeah. Ru- He's rushed yeah, back no- to get for the 5 p.m. He- news! <laughs> Are you trolling, Akiva? <laughs> Wait, so you think it's 5 p.m. and 10 p.m.? Yes! <laughs> it could be It could be 10 a.m., though. <laughs> There's no yeah. 10 a.m. newscast! Why, what are you talking you? about? <laughs> yeah, I watch... I, I and why is there a 10 p.m.? Is there no Tonight Show? Is this a Fox? Is what this a Tonight Fox Show? Thing? Tonight Show's at 11.30! Oh yeah, ten o'clock. I guess is no the news. They did that for one year with Jay Leno. Like ER. Ten o'clock is ER. <laughs> There's no ER. The, you know, well, whatever shows we're on. Uh, I don't think Shield. ER even started yet. But you get what I'm saying. Ten o'clock to eleven o'clock is like a drama hour. It's but you think this is a local broadcast, like like a, yeah. a broadcast like a CW or something? Yeah, AB. Yeah. This isn't so. The the what we've established is that the, he's not on one of the big three. Okay, a- ABC, CBS, uh, NBC. They didn't have ten uh-huh. o'clock news. But right, he's uh, on Fox. You think? I, I that um 
I, I'm not UPN? sure about Fox. I'm not sure the about WB? Fox. But Akiva, go back to yeah. your childhood. Channel nine, okay. channel yes. eleven. Yeah. They had ten o'clock news. Mm-hmm. The the you had to wait till eleven if you wanted the news on the other networks. Next, Heidi Tong. Heidi Tong, sure. <laughs> it was. Was she NBC? Yeah. No, she was a guy. I don't think so. Um, but they had to, they had ten o'clock news. Mm-hmm. Also, um, yeah, she was uh, WPIX. She was CW. Yeah, and they would do the news at ten, and I, I think they still do. Technically, yeah, they speaking, do the news at ten. Yeah, nothing he says disqualifies this being a ten a.m. broadcast. Yeah, I think he just, now the I, I saying well, if you I need to do the rap the five, they this, wrap the five. Uh, yeah. you know, five a.m. is out. You see, because okay, now I'm, get, I'm getting texts from my wife now. Okay, she <laughs> called me a psycho. <laughs> well, listen, if she only knew, she'd be on my set. I think. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, maybe it's about your take, not about your screaming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She, she's such a bitch. She doesn't care about the noise. I, if we have one question for the screenwriter, Danny Rubin, if you ever came on, this yeah. is it. Yeah. <laughs> now, I don't think the WPIXs and WWORs of the world, yeah. uh, I don't think they did a five o'clock news. I think they just had a 10 o'clock news. I mean, this movie makes plenty of mistakes, though, Rob. Like, that to me is not a deal breaker in terms of my theory. What? I hear what you're saying. That you think that this is a 5 a.m. newscast that we're watching in the beginning of the movie? I think it might be. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it, it. I mean, how are they talking about Groundhog Day? Is yeah. he saying? And, and you also think that then that they, they are leaving from that well, basically the, the opening parts out. of the movie they, is taking are, place at fi, at, at fi, like 5:59 a.m. and they are spending the rest of the day in the car in on February 1st. What, if it's 5:59 p.m. and then they drive. According if to it's you. if it's 5:59 p.m. Yeah. or 5:29, let's say it's a half-hour newscast. And then they get in the car, drive to Punks of 20. How is it still light outside well, in the, February? That is it. That is an error. That is an error. You established this on day one. You there had this on. Of course it's an error. Of course it's an error. It's a continuity mistake. <laughs> the very you clocked this in the first I'm episode. Yeah, but maybe For dinner. So this dinner. movie is making a blatant error in the first yes! 10 minutes. And you're unwilling to acknowledge that they also might be a little sloppy in their 5 a.m. No, because um, you're making the news not a 5 a.m. news. But there's also not a clear light sky at 11 o'clock at night, which That's is when they just a mistake. Up. Yeah, you the guys five are good researchers, right? Maybe we can see what's on today in Punks and Tony. Now, that's not necessarily the same as the early they 90s. They had so much money when news and these local stations. On. They were put playing, paying for three hotels. Now, they're not even giving them an Airbnb. Yet. Now, I don't know if they pay for three hotels because that this was something else I was looking at when they dr- that they drive in the van and they yes. get to Punxsutawney, okay? Yes. And then mm-hmm. that they pull up in front of a hotel. And Phil's like, yeah. whoa, I'm not staying here. This is a flea bag. Yeah. I stayed here two years ago. Yeah. She's like, Phil, Phil, Larry's just dropping me off. I'm staying yeah. here. Where does Larry stay? Where is Larry <laughs> staying? Exact same question. Where same does question. Larry stay? In the van. I think Larry stays in does the van. Does Larry not get a hotel? He's, he's staying with the inner circle. That's why. <laughs> he's, he's, Larry's he's, with there. The inner he's there for the cold <laughs> meeting. <laughs> the inner circle, by the way, when they read... Like, is he reading? Is he pretending to read like the proclam? But do you remember what they call the groundhog, by the way, either of you? What, they, what are they? He has two nicknames, the seer of seers. Oh, yeah. And the prognosticator of prognosticators. 
Yes. But does, is he claiming to read this like parchment, like old school, like uh, biblical type of paper? Is he pretending like the actual um, like prediction is on there? I can't tell. Seems like he's like making it seem like the that it's already written. The fix is in. Yeah, which really doesn't. I think make there's any nothing sense. written on that paper. Got to look well, at they it. They just said that he uh, conveyed it in groundhoggies. So it, how could it have been written down? It's, that doesn't appear at, like magic after he whispers mm-hmm. it in his ear. Mm-hmm. Let's yeah, say, another trivia question the for both. The whole of you. thing's fraud. When when they're in the car. And he's sort of complaining about having to go to Punks of Tony. He says, this is my last time because I'm going to be at a bigger network. Whether that's really the home shopping network, that's another debate. I'm beginning to come around to Rob's side that it's not a joke. That mm-hmm. it's like, the joke is that it's such a lame job opportunity, but that's his only job mm-hmm. opportunity. Even though, like, that is a much better gig, I think, than, like, the fifth tier news station in Pittsburgh. Okay. Like, a national station. Um, Action 9 so News. Says, Action. So he says, and also nine probably implies that it's not like CBS or NBC. Um, he says like, oh, well, why is this so bad? When I was in San Diego, do you know what he was? He used to cover in San Diego that was similar to the ground talk. Uh, the return of some swallows. The swallows returning to Capistrano. Mm-hmm. I mean, Rob, you know, yeah. but Larry is really like typecast. Of Animals. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Really likes those animal stories. <laughs> it's like the top, the top uh, animals, uh, like videographer in the world. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Pittsburgh News. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see. I don't know if they have, if they go by channel number. Uh, is Just it right, cha- like Pittsburgh NBC or Pittsburgh CBS or something. I mean, yeah. So, uh, but what do you want to know there? No, I don't know. We want to see if there's a five o'clock news. Hmm. Yeah. But we just established that he's not on uh, CBS. I'm just saying, do they have a five o'clock? I guess is the question. Mm-hmm. Do they have enough hot news to warrant so many urgent broadcasts in a day? Yeah, I mean, I think that the big networks have a five o'clock news. Uh huh. You just don't know if local has a five. Um, um, that's a fair question. Uh, CBS, yeah, Friday at five on WPXI. Scammers have Pittsburgh in their crosshairs. Uh oh. That's five p.m. Rob. Yeah, yeah. That of course it's five p.m. because there is no five a.m. <laughs> there used to be. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Another no, thing that really, yeah. Bo- yeah. yeah. Something that really bothered me about this movie. Uh, the score is as bad of a score as any movie really has. Other than like, I don't mind the Sonny and Cher song. I think that like plays well. Mm-hmm. All the music is so bad. The sound when he sort of realizes on day two that he might be stuck in some sort of world. They play this. Ter- I wonder if you could almost play it like they play this awful sounding music. That's like such a B movie music, you know, mm-hmm. and it's not like, the hey, Jack, Jerry Seinfeld B movie. Yeah, it was not the Jerry Seinfeld B movie. Just the, the letter B. Yeah. It, it's terrible. The score in this movie is awful. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Uh, when he w- when he wakes up and it's the second the second day. And yeah, and he's like looking out the window, and okay. it's just like these awful noises. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's uh, okay. So he he wakes up. Okay. Uh, he realizes you're playing yesterday's tape, uh, mm-hmm. and he's going to the window. Okay. Exactly. Buffalo. It's more of like a stinger. Yeah. I guess so. It's terrible. Did you say go out and chuck 
that hog out there, and then they make the hog out there. He says, "Yeah, but they make like a pig noise. Yeah, like a pig. Do they not know what a groundhog? The radio show is so bad. It's very bad, but I think it's supposed to be. I think it's like showing you like." What kind of morning radio show would there be in in uh, mm-hmm. Punk Tony? Like, but the two most annoying guys in the whole town, basically. Keep okay, it. Go back to your earlier point about, uh, and we were playing the Weatherman song uh, the other day. Uh, the actual, like, uh, I'm your, I'm your Weatherman. Um, that I found out that the Weatherman song. I watched the the credits the other day. <laughs> I think it was yesterday. Uh, do you know that the song I'm Your Weatherman is co-written by Harold Ramis? I didn't know that, but I'm, I believe it. <laughs> right, explains how I made the final cut. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to say like his daughter or something. <laughs> no, that um, the, the, the song, the titular Weatherman song <laughs> is co-written by Harold Ramis. Why did Harold Ramis have me to get involved with writing the lyrics to uh, I'm Your Weatherman? Yeah, you would think Ghostbusters would have been enough, <laughs> you know, just you didn't need to side cash yeah. from a, not the song Ghostbusters. I mean, having been a part of it's the performed movie, it by enough. Delbert McClinton. Um, and so uh, Harold Ramis, I guess, was looking for a song that's uh, like have over like the opening credits to the movie. And so he wrote it yourself. You want to hear the lyrics? Yeah, let's hear it. Predictions really, show a steady credits. low. You're feeling just the same, but seasons come and go. I'll make you smile again. If you again. don't believe me, take me by the hand. Can't you feel you're warming up? Yeah, I'm your weatherman. Hand and yeah, that's a good rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm your weatherman, baby. <laughs> this, this lines up for me. It's about as, as good as the rest of the script. <laughs> All right, I have this a- was his rewrites over the Danny Rubin pages. <laughs> Danny Rubin wrote a good one, and he changed it all. <laughs> now I've, we know why Bill Murray's so pissed. Yeah, he's like, have you seen his lyrics to Weatherman? Danny, you cannot let him get a hold of this script. All right, I've got a quiz for uh, both of you. Yes. Okay, can either of you spell espresso or cappuccino? Um, yeah, I think so. I, I think, I think, yeah, isn't espresso, is it E-X-P-R-E-S-S-I? I mean, that's several letter, I don't know, what was that? How do you spell it? Just E-S-P-R-E-S-S-O. Oh, it's an S, espresso? It's not espresso. It's not like it comes out fast. I don't know. I don't know. IOU at the end. <laughs> I, then I started spelling the end of cappuccino because I got confused. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah, espresso is an ingredient in the cappuccino. Okay. Um, what about cappuccino? Yeah. You want to try a cappuccino? Yeah, Eric, can you do cappuccino? It'd be more fun if the uh, Kiva tried it. Yeah, yeah, it's harder. I, there could be double P's or double C's. Uh, I, I can't say that I've seen it written out very often. If I had to say. It's probably double both. So I would say C A P P U C C I N O. That is correct. Um, yes. I think I would have. So nervous. I, I would. I think I would have gotten the two P's uh, for Punxsutawney Phil. Uh, can't spell cappuccino without two P's. Uh, but I think I would have said one C. I wouldn't have gotten the double C's. Mm-hmm. So that's the most nervous I've been so far today. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> days young, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> I know. So, that was the joke. Um, and, and of course, uh, Phil asks uh, mom at the B&B um, about... Uh, oh, you said you said like yesterday your theory about about her maybe being his mom i think when he like gives her the long smooch on the lips to me that knocks yeah out. uh well that's um i, I did want to talk about a couple things uh with her including i, I don't think i re- i caught his uh mouth kiss of mom uh one of the mornings mm-hmm. until uh my viewing today long. Uh, that's a lot that's a lot it's tom brady it's more than tom brady does to his kids it's a very long kiss mm-hmm. um and so the spread at the at the B and B. What'd you say? The Continental Breakfast, Eric. Yeah. Uh, what's it? What, what did, what, did you? What do we actually see there? Right? Because uh, he goes to a diner shortly thereafter. So yeah. You can't really ever fill up at the. You I don't know. know. It's probably it, like a dry cereal. Maybe dry a- cereal. I definitely spotted that. There's boxes of cereal. Um, I, I was really t- trying to see, a, take a good look at what breakfast was being served uh she's got coffee out but it's not espresso or cappuccino she's walking around with a big pitcher of orange juice uh you think that was fresh squeezed akiva yeah i mean like i've said this is a bit pretty big airbnb like when when he says you have it's not, well, it's a, not an airbnb food. sorry a bed, uh, uh, a bed and just a regular one yeah 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 it, he says like do you have deja vu she's like i'll ask the kitchen implying there's like a bunch of people who are cooking yeah there's a lot of you know bustling action yeah but I just no. wonder, can you get eggs here? Or is it just only to just putting the stuff out? I think in my experience at a continental breakfast, they have those sort of like uh, hot little, uh, I, I don't know what you call those things. Chafing but like dishes? You'll, you'll see a, yeah, a couple, couple of sausages, maybe some, uh, some, some flapjacks, if you will. Yeah. Uh, and and some, some scrambled eggs, I would say, feel like they're pretty. Cause then normally there's like a pile of, uh, stale pastries like uh, maybe a croissant, a, a, a ring Danish, per, perhaps. Yeah. This is a movie about pastries. A uh, big, a uh, lot of pastries in this movie. Mm-hmm. On several of the uh, places that have fun facts about the movie or like things you didn't know about the movie, they make this big deal about how he was offered some sort of a slop bucket or trough mm-hmm. to spit up into after he filmed the diner scene. He didn't do it. Because he, he, he was eating so much and he did not accept it. But then it bizarrely says, this is to your point, Akiva, all week about how, who would possibly know this or how would this be a fact? It says, however... When he consumed the angel food cake, it made him sick to his stomach and he had some issues afterwards. So maybe he should have used the bucket. And it's like, who was there? Who has this tale that they have now brought to the Internet? And also, does he really eat that much food that he needed to be spitting out? He's such a precious actor. He eats maybe like a, a bite of a. Yeah, like but a it may be the goal and like a. a Maybe, you know, maybe nailed Ra- down the first one. Yeah, yeah. Ramus was a uh, was a notorious hard ass. I'm making that up, but it sounds right. Um, you, I think it was, the issue was the song. that you know you have to do these things like 500 times uh, over yeah. and over again. So what was it about the angel food cake? I don't <laughs> know. Set him it off. was bad. Um, it's normally light. When, so in that scene where he's eating, he's stuffing his face. Uh, Freaking Rita. Uh, gets really on her high horse when she just comes at him with the wretch concentrated all in self living shall forfeit fair renown and doubtly dying shall go down like come on the wretch also 
Get out yeah, of here with that. that. Is com- completely absurd. Nobody does that in day-to-day <laughs> conversation. And if they did, that would be the end of uh, his interest in her. But how about this also? She calls him a man of advancing age. <laughs> well, he's not that old. Mm-hmm. Goodness sakes. I mean, maybe it just hits close to home because, you know, he's uh, in our age bracket. But I mean, I would not appreciate that either. I mean, she could say, listen, you're eating like a disgusting glutton. That would be fair. But what Mm -hmm. does Sage have to do with it? I would be impressed. I'd be like, like you eat like this? Like, look at your your figure. How do you do it? Yeah. This is what I do every day. We already covered this. Yeah. I agree. I, didn't even, I wouldn't have even reacted to it. I would have just joined in. I was I like, look at, oh, I didn't look know that's you. what we were doing this morning. Let me get a few What plates. a metabolism on this guy. I'd be impressed. Yeah, no, it's impressive. Yeah. Akiva, I've got one for you, okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I noticed, so we're, we're in Punxsutawney. Don't you feel like that there is a surprising lack of Steelers gear in the town of Punxsutawney? In fact, I don't, I didn't spot any Steelers uh, gear. I mean, the Steelers are coming off of a uh, 1992 season where I believe they made the playoffs. Yeah. Nobody. I mean, have you been to uh, Pennsylvania? People love their football. Pennsylvania. People love the Steelers. I mean, Bill Cower just took them to an 11 and five season. Mm -hmm. No, no Steelers gear at all. So football season has just ended. So I wonder if people put away their Steelers stuff, you know, when the season's over. No, they've got winter jackets. No Steelers starter jackets. And I did spot one Eagles jacket. Mm -hmm. Pretty far from me. Remember, the movie's filmed in Illinois. So none of the extras are going to randomly have Steelers stuff. I understand. I know the movie's not really filmed in Illinois. There's not a lot of Bears paraphernalia. (laughs) Yeah. It's a good point. It's a good point. Big flaw in the movie. I think you really go to Punxsutawney. I think you're black and yellow everywhere. Mm-hmm. I agree. Terrible towels. The song Black and Yellow see. was actually written on Groundhog Day in Punxsutawney. <laughs> I'm doing a little research for you guys right now. I was trying to find out if there is uh, a minor league affiliate called the Groundhogs. You know, you guys stand mm-hmm. the King Cake Baby for so long. Mm-hmm. Uh, found, found the team, but I do not see Boy. a single... Um, One. I now, thought this could be your new your new team. Now maybe because they they had a bad loss to end the season, lost twenty four mm-hmm. to three to the Bills. Uh, so you think people were out on that? Maybe I mean, six Pro Bowlers, including yeah, Greg Lloyd, Rod Woodson, Neil mm-hmm. O'Donnell. <laughs> he he's a Pro Bowler. Mm-hmm. Jets saw that Pro Bowl and they're like, all right, we yeah. need to sign him in a couple years. Mm-hmm. So um, until he's good and toasted, and then we'll get him. Yeah, back in in ninety two. Okay. We got we got a bunch of stuff for Eric. Uh people wrote in. Um and one of them somebody wanted to let Eric know that you know Eric's story from the other day about how he um had the esophagus issue, right? Yeah. So a listener writes in and says, uh Eric, I just wanted you to know I also have this esophagus condition where I things get stuck in my uh esophagus all the time, Brittany says, and that's uh, it's exactly what people say. I tried to drink water before I asked for help. Anyway, I have to get my esophagus stretched a couple times a year now. Super fun. Loving the pod. Whoa. A couple times a year. Yeah. Is that something I should be doing? <laughs> when was the last time you got your esophagus stretched? It's, 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 it's been a minute. Definitely not, this, yeah. not this calendar year. Yeah. 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 Wow. I, I probably I legitimately need that. Things do, do not go have, down that, that well. 
Giovanni wants to know which of Rob Akiva and Eric could beat Phil Connors in a one-on-one fight. Hmm. I mean, Phil's quick to throw a punch. Uh-huh. And he has sprouted. Yeah. We don't know how he's totally angry he as well. Mm-hmm. Very angry man. That's true. Yeah. And he has truly has nothing to lose, although maybe nothing to win, you could argue also. I don't really have a great sense of his um his height. Do you? Yeah, how Bill Murray's Bill height. Murray. Yeah, um, I, I'll guess he's 5'10". Although I feel like he might be sneaky tall. Uh, Bill Murray height. If, if these things are 6'2". Oh, wow. 6'2". Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. That just was... Uh, that, that just changed it Might be things. a Hollywood 6'2", um, where he's like, uh, you know, 6' yeah, really even. Yeah. Looks a little soft. Not that we don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't exactly... <laughs> Wouldn't exactly say I mean, three he's, on one. Uh, we would definitely take him. I think we could take him three on one for sure. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Um, By the way, that's a plug for uh, the next Renap episode because I googled how tall is and I was about to write Bill Murray. Do you want to guess who was first? The uh, number one person for the autofill feud, yes. uh, uh, Shaq. It's a good. It's a good answer, Eric. Give a guess. I'd say yeah. Think international. International. Uh, can I give a second answer? I, I, that was literally my guess. Okay, okay. I, I, I got it. Can I go oh, keep going? Oh, I got a couple yeah. more. Okay, Tom Cruise. Yeah. Okay, it's good. It's a good guess, but no. Kevin Hart. And I don't know. Also a good guess. Hmm. I said um, think international. Hmm. You're right oh, now. Yeah, international. Nope. No. More modern. Hmm. hmm. Um. Kim Jong. Oh, I got one. Um. Yes. That's, that's what I was going to say. No, it's messy. Right, I'm Mm. Okay. This is by far the most famous. Was it wasn't gonna guess that if you gave me a thousand more guesses? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I what does his height have to do with soccer anyway? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, because I think he's like short and it's weird. He's like such a great athlete, but he's not athletic looking, you know? Mm-hmm. He's yeah. Like five eight. Let's see if I'm nine. Um so let me go back to the piano teacher. Um mm-hmm. Do you think that, uh, first of all, I, I noticed for the first time today that when um, he gets up on the second uh, or uh, like, hey, where's everybody going? Uh, that the, the one person that says to him like, oh, it's Groundhog Day. Uh, that's the piano teacher. He actually has an interaction with her before the piano lesson. Oh. Do you think that he always interrupts the girl's piano lesson or do you think that he eventually... Earlier? Does he eventually like like uh, get her schedule figured out where he can go and doesn't have to interrupt that girl's piano lesson? It's a good question. We only see it the once that he actually knocks her out. It's he's also wasting a thousand dollars. I assume his finances are limited on this day, right? Well, it's interesting because I also noticed that uh, when the he gives money, to, he finally gives money to the homeless man um, mm-hmm. to pop. He gives him a big wad of cash, which is very yeah. early in the day, which is before he would be able to either knock off the armored car. So I do think that Phil is waking up with a big wad of cash every day. Does he does he pay at the diner or does he charge it to the station? Because that that's not a that could be a pretty penny as well. Yeah. He's ordering the whole menu. Ideally, you know, if you were living in Groundhog Day, uh, hopefully you got some credit cards because uh, that. You know, cash is like, you know, you're giving up the cash now. But if you could like pay for credit, that bill's never coming. Mm-hmm. I read that the town tried to keep the diner open um, for uh, some months after the filming. They that they tried to like it actually was not a real diner. It was just sort of like a, uh, a facade. But then they tried to turn it into one because it was like immediately a uh, an, 
city, you know, like icon spot, yeah, whatever. Landmark. That's definitely not how to phrase that. <laughs> the old city icon spots, as I called it. And uh, but then it bombed, and then they had to close it. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah, I think it's going back to the piano teacher. Um, I, I don't really see him as having a need to save the money. The money replenishes at the top of the next day. So I, I, I think you know, even if he doesn't pay, go to the bar. He starts to ring up a tab. Just don't pay it. You know, it's mm-hmm, fine. Mm-hmm. You'll you'll be cleared, you know, the next morning at 6 a.m. So yeah. I, I don't think he worries about the money at all. I want to talk about something else uh, that I did. I've been saying that we're going to do this uh, this week. I went back to the Groundhog Day Jeep Super Bowl commercial. Have either of you watched that this week? No, we've been people have mentioned it, but I, I've okay. not gone back. You, um, so it. It, it was it was kind of recent. It was actually uh, three years ago. Uh, Bill mm-hmm. Murray was uh, brought back to do a Groundhog Day themed Super Bowl commercial for Jeep, of all things. Now, this was a well-timed commercial because Super Bowl of uh, 54. Uh, mm-hmm. Also featuring the Kansas City Chiefs uh, was was on February second, twenty twenty, and so Jeep brought back Bill Murray for a Groundhog Day Jeep commercial. Can I give you spoilers for the Jeep? Yeah, I mean we commercial. Saw it. I don't remember it, but yes. Yeah. So everyone, fast forward five minutes if you don't want to hear things. <laughs> Phil. Phil Connors wakes up again in the, he's like, oh no, not again. Sonny and Cher song is playing this time. And Phil uh, goes into the town, Ned Ryerson, Phil, Phil Connors. Uh, He sees him. He goes, he steals the Groundhog Day that really this like non-canonically establishes that you know phil loves the groundhog in this jeep commercial he Mm -hmm. spends all the whole time he's instantly steals the groundhog and he and he sees a jeep um and uh he says this is different gets in the jeep and drives around in the jeep throughout the the whole commercial goes off-roading somebody says to him you're going to freeze to death he says uh it doesn't matter uh, he is uh, having so much fun just joyriding around in this Jeep with the groundhog. Wow. They get the same groundhog or it's probably dead? I think it was a different one. Uh, also, uh, Bill Murray's brother also uh, that he reprises his role. One of uh, the few characters and no other characters from the film reprise their role for the commercial. I think that yeah, I was uh, thinking they didn't fortifies get the Nippo baby status, right? You <laughs> yeah. think that they could get Chris <laughs> Elliott, um, but no, they could not. They could not get Chris Elliott uh, for for this, or maybe they didn't give him enough money. But look like a fun time was had by all. Uh, this is uh, for I'm trying to tell you what kind of Jeep uh, commercial. Uh, it was I don't know it was a Jeep that I had not ever. It's the weird Jeep that car commercials. Is it weird that car commercials are always for like a specific type of car and not like here's our like array of Jeeps. We got this. We got that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't yeah, know. I think so. I'm oh, that interesting. How much yeah. do you think you got paid for this? Oh, this gotta be I don't. Yeah, I don't right? think Murray's just saying yes. I, I like I, I think he I think they had to like blow him away. What do you think? Ten million? Mm, or does Bill Murray no, not no, get no, out of bed for ten million? No, no, I think it's less. I, a commercial. No, I don't think you need to give him ten million dollars. How many? 
I'm going to say four and a half million. They could make four and a half million. That seems I mean, cheap. Wow. That's I mean, probably what, commercial was probably worth. I think four and a half five that year. Yeah. Let's um, see. But then, how many do they sell? Five million additional Jeeps as a well, result. Well, don't do this. the math on any commercial because I feel like they're not going to sell any. You know, I mean, I mean we're still doesn't... talking about it three years later, so maybe they got their money's mm-hmm. worth. Now I'm I have like the strangest hankering to go buy a Jeep. Buy a Jeep. Now. Okay, okay. You boys. Of course, that's how people buy cars. So like, this is know, an article uh, from yeah. CNBC, February third, twenty twenty. You know, the eyes of the world were focused on uh, in that not on anything else that could be going on in the world in 2020. And so they said, uh, Bill Murray is known for being spontaneous, showing up in peculiar places, uh, that he reportedly doesn't have an agent and gives out a 1-800 number to people looking to contact him for roles, according to the Netflix documentary, The Bill Murray Stories. Mm -hmm. And so uh, that he was going to reprise his role as Phil Connors. Uh, It came down to a chance meeting uh, a lengthy letter and a surprise call two weeks before the big game after Chrysler had already given up on Bill Murray and decided against running a Super Bowl ad this year. Does Chrysler own Jeep? Yes. I, I Yeah, Jeep Chrysler. I don't know why. First of all, lengthy call. I thought it's a 1-800 number. I have heard this before. I believe that he is hard to contact. I believe he doesn't have an agent, but most of these, you know, st- I mean, I think he does have an agent, probably some sort of manager. But again, Hollywood apocryphal. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm still yeah. Sometimes when you're at a certain level of esteem, um, I, I you just don't take the agent on because you don't want to pay the commission. Basically, you figure you That's can true. book the jobs That's without. True. And he's also not even working regularly, so there's not. It doesn't need someone to bring him any roles because mm-hmm. he's probably not even looking. Yeah, he's finishing movies. Not necessarily. But they filmed it only uh, two weeks before the Super Bowl. That I believe. Mm-hmm. And they filmed it over three days uh, in Woodstock, Illinois, where the original movie was filmed. You know what? I see. I thought it would be like a one day. If yeah, if it's taking three days, I think yeah, four and a half is probably a minimum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they probably um, got him to sign on because because uh, Harold Ramis is dead, so he could <laughs> yes, maybe or rewrite it at all. Um, I thought there were two clever jokes in the extended uh, Super Bowl commercial. Uh, mm-hmm. Bill Murray is singing the "I Got You, Babe" song. Uh, the, like this, the "I Got You, Babe" is playing through. I don't know how much they have to pay for that. Is playing throughout the entire commercial. Um, and uh, he's singing, uh, there ain't no hill or mountain we can't climb. And he says, in that four-wheel drive in this Jeep. Uh, mm-hmm. And then the other clever joke I thought was that he tries to go into the restaurant. He's wearing Punxsutawney Phil. Uh, like uh, he's carrying him around with him. He's wearing him like uh, kind of like in a papoose, like in the hangover uh, at different points. And he tries to go into a restaurant, not the diner. He tries to go into a restaurant. And they say, I'm sorry, sir. Uh, no animals. Uh, he comes back the next day. Uh, ground PP is actually uh, labeled now an emotional support groundhog. And they let him into funny. the restaurant. That's funny. That's it's 2020. Mm-hmm. See how it's pretty good. See how time has changed? Yeah. Jokes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anything else we want to highlight here today? Well, you want to hear a theory of the day? Uh, yeah, we got a lot done in a short amount of time today. Yeah. Um, a theory of the day from Megan, the librarian. Yes. She says, I had an epiphany. By the way, I we were talking about, you know, uh, yesterday, like, I love boats, but not the ocean. Mm-hmm. What about a librarian that hated books or like doesn't read, loves books, but doesn't like reading? Hmm. I wonder if there's somebody like that. Yeah. I think there's people like that. There are like posers that like have like Mm -hmm. a library of books, but don't ever open them. 
Oh, what about a librarian that doesn't like reading? Hmm. That would be something. Yeah. Ghostbusters anyway, opens Mac- in a library. That's true. Uh, he, uh, although, the, yeah, we don't ever see the library here, even though ostensibly it probably, he probably needs a library to be able to learn stuff. This yes. Way. Um, uh, can I also just real quick before making the, the librarian, just one other Ghostbusters non sequitur, mm-hmm. uh, that, um, that in this movie, Bill Murray says, uh, that, uh, I, I am a God. I'm not the God. Uh, yes. and then famously in, uh, 1984's, uh, Ghostbusters, uh, when Ray is asked, uh, by Zool, if he is a god, uh, Ray says no, and Peter Venkman says, uh, "Like, hey, just if anybody ever asks if if you're a god, the answer is yes." Mm-hmm. And almost famous, he says, "I'm a golden god." Uh, Megan, the librarian, has an epiphany. She says, "The groundhog is a metaphor. I think the message of this movie is about recognizing that you're not the main character in life." Phil treats everyone as a bit player in his own story at first. This changes when he takes an interest in the old man on the street. At first, Phil barely acknowledges the guy's human being. Then he starts paying attention, and we learns there's nothing he can do to prevent the old man. He finally gets the point that not everything revolves around him. He is not a god, exactly, you know, along the lines of what Rob was just saying. The groundhog is a perfect way to represent this theme because we can all easily understand that the idea that the weather literally revolves around a small animal's perception is ridiculous. Phil has to account that it's just as ridiculous for him to think the entire world's around, around him that for the groundhog. It's no coincidence that Phil and the groundhog have the same first name. This movie's actually deep, man. But isn't the point of the movie that that, that Phil is the main character and the world does revolve around him? Right. But maybe he's realizing at the end that it doesn't. We haven't talked much about the fact that about the choice that he has the same name as the Groundhog, which is an interesting choice. It only comes up once in the movie, too. Like one. Yeah, they only mention it once. Yeah. Yeah, The guys, uh, the the drunk guys make fun of him. Mm -hmm. about it. Yeah. Okay. Somebody said how many days. Uh. Do you think Phil Collins is trapped in Punxsutawney? I think Phil Collins. That's what they said. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind some some Phil Collins tunes on the soundtrack. He might have maybe you know solved the studio. Yeah, it's <laughs> just uh, maybe that's what the song "Another Day in Paradise" was about: being stuck in uh, Punxsutawney. Wow. Yeah. Maybe this Phil Collins. <laughs> maybe we're the ones who are wrong. Yeah. One more night. <laughs> think about it, Eric. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. He's going to miss that day. Within a few weeks, he's going to wish he was back. You're like, oh, I wish I had done this. Shoot. One more thing I wish I had learned or something. He's going to have a lot of regrets. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's no way he's like a normal functioning member of society within a couple of months. I think he has to lose his mind. Yeah, I think you so. Know? I mean, it, it's a miracle that he didn't cross this whole adventure. All right. Um, well, this is a busy day today for uh, for for all of us. Uh, we had to keep this one a, a little bit tight. Let's start to like land the plane here mm-hmm. on uh, Groundhog Day. Do we want to do our rating? Another cool thing for him to learn, by the way. Yeah, a pilot. fly a plane. Yeah, I think it would have been no tough risk. to fly in the blizzard, but um, that's maybe. true. But no risk there for him to learn. Mm-hmm. And we, Rob and I, I don't know if you know this, Eric, learned how to fly a plane recently, so. We oh yes. that is no, true. I, yeah, I, get, get your I coffee. Your That's the, you need a coffee and an iPad, but iPad's not invented yet. <laughs> yeah, too bad he couldn't invent the iPhone if he had enough time. Really, I mean, well, listen, if we we gave you an infinite amount of time, you think you could invent the iPhone? What is it? Mm. I'd just be like, you know, it's a phone, and it, like it's. A, I guess it has he doesn't internet. have knowledge of the future. Yeah, he has mm-hmm. no knowledge of the future, and even if he did, like if I was there, I I would just like I tell them the things that existed, but I wouldn't be able to help them at all in how they work. Yeah. How do I invent the iPad? If I went back to like 1400, I'd be like, we have these things lights, but I don't know how electricity works. I wouldn't be able to help them at all. 
Mm-hmm. They just think I was a liar. Yeah. Um, just w- one other note I want to highlight uh, that Phil gives pop mouth to mouth when he's trying to resuscitate him. Uh, mm-hmm. Does he know CPR? Come on. He probably just learned like it he, at some point. Mm-hmm. He also gave mom mouth to mouth. We think he might be a doctor <laughs> also. At some, he may have yeah, learned he kisses mom doctor. and pop on the lips. I don't know if that <laughs> helps or hurts mm-hmm. Eric's theory. All right, Eric, uh, you want to just weigh in real quick? Uh, how you feeling movie and the podcast? The podcast actually won me right back over. All right? okay. I told you it's a bit of a roller coaster. I came into it. I had I had fallen off the cliff just like uh, yeah. Phil and PP. However, um, this conversation, predominantly because we didn't talk about the movie, um, has gotten me right back in. Yeah. So I am a 10 out of 10 on the podcast. Yeah. And uh, I was a one on the one. movie at the mm-hmm. start of this mm-hmm. Um but I will amend that and say that I, I'm back to a three. <laughs> back, back to a three. Well, you've never been at a three. Um, but you're up. Back up. Yeah. Coincidentally, yesterday, uh, as uh, this episode of the uh, Groundhog Week discussed, uh, you were at a five uh, for the movie and a ten for. I don't know if it was a five a.m. or p.m. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, that's right. <laughs> okay, it is incepted somewhere within me. Mm-hmm. Okay, Akiva. Uh, yeah. By the way, uh, listener Matthew says I hadn't watched the movie before this week, but I watched it every day this week. And IMO, it gets better every day. I give it a five, a seven on Monday, eight on Tuesday, and an eight and a half on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So some people are enjoying it more. Not me. I feel like I am here for the podcast at this point. The movie, I appreciate the movie, but I don't think it was meant to be watched seven times. I'm down to a six and a half on the movie, but an 11 on the podcast. Today was very fun. Wow. Great time arguing about the what, what time the, the news station is. No, I thought Rob would, would regret it. I thought you were going to back out before this started. I thought you'd regret it immediately. I don't even think you do. I mean, obviously, like, you're recording too early and it's mm-hmm. annoying, but I think, like, you know, this has been best case scenario so far. Still time for it, everything to go off the rails, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, eleven out of ten. Now we're too we're we've too, we're too close now. We can't, we can't you know too, well, we, well, anyone can do two more fate right now, Eric. By saying that, but but uh, probably right. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Rob? Okay. Um, yeah, the movie is dwindling. I'll say I'm down to a six on the movie. Uh, you know, I've been nines across the board all week. I'll give it an, an, another nine. Uh, I do love being here uh, with the both of you. Uh, I'm not going to lie that this week has been uh, very taxing in terms of uh, finding the time to get the, the movie viewing in every single day. Uh, but we've come this far. Okay. But, you right. know, that's actually and, and no matter what happens now, making- I'm happy because I love you both. Yeah, it's Aww. really a third a third ranking, right? Uh, the I'm taking my low movie rankings are really I'm taking that on the experience of having to watch the movie. It is not really I, my three is not saying that the movie is really now a quality of three. It's a, a the podcast is one yeah. ranking. The movie's quality is a, another one. What yeah. I'm really I, saying it, when yeah. I'm ranking it is I'm ranking having to watch the, the mm-hmm. movie and find that time within our schedule yeah. and, and so forth. I, I'm taking it out on the wrong thing. You know, the quality of the movie has not yes. really changed since the beginning of the week. One final observation uh, at the end of the movie, when Phil wakes up and it's February 3rd uh, and he's like, Oh, okay, what's going on? This is different. Um, he pinches Rita, which I, I don't yeah. think that that's what you do. If you are wondering if you're in a dream or not, he pinches, <laughs> you, you pinch yourself. you pinch yourself. He pinches yeah. Rita. Um, which, He's a very egocentric person. He doesn't even want to pitch himself. He wants the other what's, person. What's that uh, rude poem she says to him at the diner? <laughs> the she wretch. Would definitely... <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> you, you pinched me. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, and just so, like that, he's out of the loop and the relationship's over. Yeah. It's done. All right. That's going to do it for us here today. Groundhog Day 5. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we will see you tomorrow. Tomorrow.